Hey beauties, welcome back to Real Girl Talk Podcast Radio. I am your host, Sherry Ricard. I'm a medical professional, business leader, author, speaker, and adversity recovery expert, bringing you fascinating guests, business, beauty, and lifestyle tips to help you create a beautiful life and always committed to keeping it real. Now let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Create Your Life, a 30-day devotional and lifestyle workbook for women who want to live an intentional life, equipped, empowered, and anointed. You can grab your copy of Create Your Life devotional and workbook on Amazon or visit realgirltalkpodcast.com. Hey guys, welcome to Real Girl Talk. I have a special guest today. Kaya Jones is one of America's prominent female conservative voices reaching millions across social media every day. Kaya is an actress, a producer, a Grammy-winning vocalist, also known as a lead singer for the Pussycat Dolls, which is one of the most popular girl groups in history, having sold more than 100 million singles worldwide. Kaya is actually currently part of the Trump campaign advisory, and I am a dancing on a star today, celebrating Real Girl Talk's 100th episode with the one and only Kaya Jones. Welcome to the show, Kaya. Woo, 100, Woo-hoo. yay! You know, Thank here's the thing. I want to say you're a rock star girl, but you really are a rock star. (laughs) Literally, you're a rock star. I mean, the one, a a lead singer for one of the biggest girl groups there was in history, 15 million albums. I guess someone might ask you, and I know the answer, but the audience might not know the answer. Why would you leave all that? Well, that's, that's the thing is people have asked that. And I, I feel the best way to explain it, um, other than of course, my, you know, my spiritual convictions is how, uh, you know, what would it take if you're 21 and you have this opportunity of a lifetime, your dream is coming true. How bad would it have to be for you to walk away from all of it? Um, it was it was a very hard decision. It did not come easily. Um, I had, a, of course, a pivotal moment, which was when we were having one of the. This was now we were really launching into orbit as a as a band in a massive way uh, yes. globally, um, and we were performing at Divas Live. And I was coming through the audience. The other girls were coming up on a riser. And it was me and Melody coming through the audience. And that's so funny because Melody did not join the reunion either. Um, and I'm so proud of her. Uh, she hasn't publicly spoken about anything yet, but I'm proud that because she's so talented. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming through the audience and uh, Patti LaBelle's singing and we're staged. So you have to kind of be like a mannequin. And there's these two little girls in the front row. One was four and the other one had to have been about seven or eight, something like that. The littlest one, she said, oh! Oh my gosh, she's a pussycat doll. And she was so excited. And everything in me at that moment, I knew at that moment I couldn't do this because I was influencing her and I was curating her mind. And if her parents knew what I was going through, what the other women were going through, um, they wouldn't want this for them. And I don't want her to ever think this is what uh, success is because in, in that time, I had 
already aborted a child. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of very not so good things that had gone on, and and you're asked to do these things, of course, for fame. Um, so you're paying, you know, the devil. The price is very right. high, and when you understand who you work for, uh, you then have to really understand at that point: is this for you? And I wasn't walking with the Lord at that point. I knew who the Lord was, so I knew better. Right. Um, so I knew then I, I, I can't, I can't work for him anymore. I can't work for Satan anymore. And so I, I have to just walk away. And, and it was very hard. Uh, nobody uh, supported the decision. Um, I never said goodbye to the girls. It was a very abrupt decision. Um, my boyfriend at the time was Nick Carter. He, he didn't have much to say and support it. Um, my mother was the only one who said, honey, I stand behind you 100% whatever you want to do. So I had that and I held on to just that and my, my convictions from the Lord of, of this, I could not continue and what was going on was not ethically right and morally right, more importantly, spiritually as well. So I, th I think a lot of people, and I call it the, the Hollywood elites, I guess, um, I don't yes. really, or I used to call it Hollywood elite. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have to come up with a new name because that is <laughs> the people in Hollywood. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. all of them because. No, not all of them. There are a lot of good ones too. Right. There's, there, not everyone is created equal um, in that aspect, but I will say I do have to come up with another name because that they do not define elite to me any longer, mm -hmm. but there's, there's a lot of Hollywooders that are coming out and talking about having to have that hour on the couch in order to get that role, having to sit in the back of a limo and endure um, sexual advances in order to be able to be selected for that girl group. Um, and I know some of the things that you've been through, um, I've, I've watched you on social media and we also have a mutual friend um, Amy that connected us and I'm grateful for her. Shout out to Amy Robbins. I um, love Amy. I love Amy, but I want you to tell a little bit about the audience um, just so people can understand and, mm -hmm. and you putting it that way saying, can you imagine being at a point to having to quit all of that? Yes. It has to be pretty bad. So give mm -hmm. us an idea of maybe one scenario that you went through that was that peak moment of mm -hmm. where you knew you had to pivot in another direction at all cost. Well, it's slow, right? The process of the, of, uh, I would say grooming, mm. it's a slow process. You try and try and try to please, you know, as much as you can, especially with the audition process with that, that was a serious audition process. There was, you know, 5,000 girls at the first audition wheedled down to uh, the top three. Then there was an additional 2,000 girls in a different audition. They wheedled that down to the top two. And then from there, uh, then it was down to the top. Then they, you know, axed two more and then you were down to the top three. So there was a lot of process to becoming a pussycat doll. Um, and so you just keep jumping through these hoops, keep going through the different mazes that you got to get through to eventually become a part of this, what your, your, you know, your dream is. And, and for me, I wanted to be a Spice Girl. So I was just so excited. Right. And it was a group and it was great. And then you start to realize, you know, with the negotiation process of the contracts, how things are going to work, what you're going to make, but you still hold on to the fact that this is your dream. So everyone has to pay their dues. And so maybe that's okay. 
and then slowly it's uh, the control of what you're eating, how much you eat. Uh, I would get midnight phone calls about what I ate that day. Everyone knew who I was dating if I had a date. Uh, you're watched. You are watched. When it comes to going to events, you know, a car will pick you up and take you, and then somehow a, a man will be driving you home and it, with his driver. And these are very uh, well-known established men and or famous individuals in the industry. Hmm. If you uh, defy that and decide to date someone else uh, that's not part of their team, a team player, if you will. Um, so there's levels of things that start to feel very strange on so many levels. And you're just kind of confused as to what's happening. Hmm. Had I not had any musical opportunities before that, I think I probably would have thought that's normal. Mm-hmm. But I had. I was, you know, starting my music career at a very young age, and I was never, ever put in situations that felt this strange. Right. By the time you're pushing an executive off in a limo and somehow you're by yourself with this person after a show, or you're, you know, uh, invited to a home, but somehow it's only two executives and two girls. Mm. And I'm talking about 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night where, and you're scared. You don't, you're young. You don't know how you're going to get home. You don't want to be there, but you also don't want to upset the people that are your bosses. So that it gets to a point where it, there are levels, there are levels and there are things that you go through that are, and of course, if one of them, which is what happened, when one of you takes the bait, you all are fair game at this point because- yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, if you're to get pregnant, um, you'll be fired if you just choose to keep the child. Uh, that happened to one of the other groups from, uh, to which our owner had created. I personally know the girl who had had, who was fired for actually deciding to keep, uh, her child because the first one she had, um, that was forced to abort. I went through that as well. Um, the damage, I mean, at this point you're, you're sacrificing everything for a dream or for Satan or for what, whatever, what are you doing it for? What is it really worth? And at what point after you've sodomized yourself, uh, your child, your dignity, uh, you are living on virtually nothing. Uh, it is a form of control. It is a form of slavery for sure. Uh, you, you do get to a point where, and, and for me, once I knew young girls at that point, when I, when, you know, those two little girls in the front row were, you know, mega impacted by seeing us and was looking up to me and, and, and us in that moment, I then knew I was now responsible or in some small way condoning what I knew was a nightmare. So how could I do that? How could I continue to do that? And, and that's not why I started to sing. That wasn't my goal. My, my, my life has always been about, you know, singing and enjoying life and connecting with people. And now I was turning into essentially a glorified, what, what is this? What is this? This doesn't feel correct. I'm sorry, Lily's barking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. That's Um, okay. This is quarantine life, right? Because we can't do it in a studio. We have to do it on Zoom. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It it was a lot. And and you start to really have to decide what, what is it that you want to do? And it wasn't about necessarily being 
you know, a, a woman and being comfortable in my sexuality and looking beautiful. That was like nothing compared to the mental, emotional, you know, and then the physical abuse. And so I, I, I can go through a plethora of things, but my weight was always something that was discussed. And, and then I had to control what I ate. I didn't want to vomit up my food. Some people chose to do that. Uh, I, I, of course, could never do that. I, I, that just felt so wrong to me. So then I stopped really eating. And I, then you're developing what you can control in your orbit because everything is out of your control. So you go through, you know, whether for others, sometimes it's addiction. For me, it was addicted to controlling my intake of food. Um, you're working nonstop. You are paid a certain amount per week. Um, and that doesn't fluctuate. And I mean, we were at that. At, at, and as your career now is rising and now you're, you're selling out, right? You're still on that base level and you, and it doesn't change and it, and it never did for anyone. Um, and, and so it, it's, it, it was a, it was a nightmare. It well, was somebody, a nightmare. It, I mean, obviously somebody's lying in their pockets, right? And, and typically oh, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the abusers and, you know, the executives and those that are taking advantage of you guys. Yes. And, um, because somebody got rich over it, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's how it is too. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit with politics because you look yeah. at the room in politics, you're, you're highly involved in politics you're on the uh, Trump campaign advisory committee and and yeah. I understand I, I watch all the different viewpoints and right now um, in our world today it is it is so prevalent whether you are on the right or the left there's no in between it's black or white there's no gray I mean you can't want that those policies and that policies it's like pick a side pick a side but if you look at the policies and we're going to talk about this because okay. you're very versed on why you're supporting trump and yes. and 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 at the same time if you ask someone and i have asked people that are supporting uh joe biden why can you tell me why you're supporting him what policies are you supporting without saying the word trump how are you they supporting him? And they, and they can't seem to do it, which frustrates me because look, I'll just be honest, you know, is Donald Trump um, a politician? Nope, he's not. He's a businessman. Is that why so many people like him and are supporting him? Absolutely. Because history shows that politicians are just like those producers and those executives over your show, right? Somebody's getting wealthy. But the people that are actually important, which would be the girls on the stage or the people in America in a politics, yeah. are not reaping the benefits of the money that we're bringing into America. We're not reaping right. the benefits because I see my, those, my checks that I have um, having taxes depleted more and more. And so it makes someone want to look and go, okay, if I vote for... Joe Biden, what's going to happen to my taxes if I vote for Donald Trump? Let's put character aside, okay? I don't care if you call him Sleepy Joe. I don't call him, I don't care if you call Donald Trump, uh, you know, an egomaniac. I don't care what you call them. Let's look yeah. at what will happen to me as an American if I vote for Joe Biden. What is going to happen to my paycheck? What is going to happen to my health care? What is going to happen to the security of our country? And the opposite, mm -hmm. what is going to happen in those three categories if, is if I vote for Donald Trump. This is where yeah. we should be putting our mindset, but instead it is turned into such a war 
to the point where it has become so obvious to those of us as Christians that it is no longer a political war. It is literally a war of spiritual warfare. And if you are listening and you don't understand what spiritual warfare is, look it up. Get ready. (laughs) Look it up. Look up. Go and research on Google. The end of time research on Google what spiritual warfare is and you will see exactly that that is what is happening right now. And so Kai and I had talked a little bit about spiritual warfare and I want you to share your perspective Mm -hmm. as a Christian and someone that is very much in the limelight and people are going to pick you apart, Kai. I mean, they're going to, you're going to, you've got nasty comments and great comments and and, and what I love about you is that you will show everybody, I think this is hilarious, when Kaya, when Kaya has someone that blocks her, she literally screenshots it and puts it on social media. And she said, what did you see? Another one bites the dust. And I think yeah. it's hilarious because, listen, we yeah. pick our tribe, right? And if someone is not necessarily following your values, not that they yes. have to agree with everything you say, but if you are not yeah. following my values and my morals, then you're not mm-hmm. part of my tribe. You're not my people. Correct. You're someone else's people, but you're not my Correct. people. So please Correct. follow me. <laughs> if, if we don't have the same morals and values. I'm really yes. not going to miss the fact that you're not following yes. me because number one, no, I'm on social media to help influence, right? And to share positive light. And if we don't share the same morals and values, I'm not going to influence you in the least. I'm not going to inspire exactly. you to do anything. So tell us a little bit about your viewpoint on social media and the warfare that you're seeing right now? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing that we can actually see, and because there's so many people that you're turning off the television, definitely a lot of the streaming situations are, are not, people are not leaning into because they're seeing things that they don't want to see and they don't want their children to see, and rightfully so. Um, it used to be the customer is always right. Now it's, we're going to ram it down everyone's throat, whether you agree to it or not, because we all need to have one monolithic thought like robots. Right. And what you're seeing is people going to social media because we can plug in and get information from anywhere at any time and you can really get a plethora of things going and so this is why videos are coming out of different things and you're seeing the different riots and all of that but what you are seeing and if you don't believe in possession take a look at any of those videos where people are antagonizing or up in someone's face and screaming it's unreal. the level of hate and anger you cannot tell me it's this man in office as much as I know you want to think that's what it is the level of anger and hate is coming from a place of complete possession. If you don't think it's real, take a look at the things that are going on. You can see it. You can see it. If you're walking with the Lord in the light, it is, you're glowing. And don't worry, uh, they can see us too. The same yeah. way we can see them, <laughs> they can see us too. You don't have to go, I serve Jesus over here. Right. They literally can look at you. And they know who you serve and you also know who they serve. It's established right away. Right. And I mean, even if you were to go to a store today, you can feel it. It's very real. And I think we have to be cognizant of what's happening and start to be in prayer about it because as much as we think, and I know a lot of people, and and you're right, you're seeing a lot on the left, a lot on the right. And it's getting to a point where, you know, even the news 
which I've been on so many different networks, Fox, I was on all the time, but, but even them, they depict us as conservatives as basically, uh, you know, you're a hillbilly. Not every conservative is a Christian. Some of them are just, you know, really they just like their freedoms and, and they don't bother the other freedoms. But for the most part, I would say Christians are, are definitely conservative. Uh, we're leaning toward what the Bible says goes, and that's where we're sticking to it. But I've met conservatives that aren't Christian, that, 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 that love, you know, the Constitution. They will fight for the Constitution, but they don't have, uh, you know, their connection to the Lord the way that uh, I do or others do. Uh, not to say that they eventually won't. And I feel like, as we know, when we talk about the Lord, something that's so really prevalent about him is he doesn't choose the qualified, right? He doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so we know that it, you don't have to have perfect speech. You usually, if you're serving or working for Jesus, don't worry, you work for Satan too. So you're aware of the plethora and the levels that this goes. Um, and I think it's imperative that we pay attention to what's happening right now because they're, the separation of one another is so interesting. It reminds me of that old group in this aspect. If you separate people, right? So two of us would fly on a plane, the rest of the girls would go on a bus. You, you, the level of treatment was very different. And, and that would cause conflict within the women. So now imagine this in the country, you're seeing it happen, everything's about a mask, you have a social distance, you can't come near one another, which as human, it, it, human connection is, is imperative. And we know as the Lord says, two or more come in my name, there I am and there I'll be and whatever you ask for, there it is. So to keep us away from each other is to keep us like fingers, right? You can't do much damage as a finger, but if you're a fist, you can strike a mighty blow. And to keep us separated, from our family, friends, one another, all of the above keep you fearful. Uh, you don't have your strength, which is why it's important right. to use your platform, social media, or any kind of influence you have. We have to come together. And I know as a Christian, a lot of us are, well, what denomination or Catholic or this or that. But at this point, you if you believe in Christ, if you're about Christ, I don't right. care how you got to him. You, you're with him. If, however you got there, amen. So- right. We have to work together. And I think the Lord's trying to really show us in this time as Christians, more importantly, especially with what's going on. And we, this is how we know this wasn't in his hands. If it was by his hands, he wouldn't touch us. It's touching Christians, all of this that's going on. So that's how we know, which is why we have to armor of God. We have to armor up big time in prayer. Every day. Um, and, and understand like every day and pray for others all of the time because it's very strange the settings that we're we're starting to see and we're going into and it's scary but we know how this ends so at the end of the day we just have to keep pushing forward but i know this isn't from the lord wholeheartedly i don't believe this is a plague from the lord i know a lot of people are like well this is a plague from the lord. absolutely not there's no way that he would ever do this to his people because we would we, we wouldn't be touched it would only sure. touch what he wants it to be touched. This is touching everyone blanket wise. And so that's how we know the devil's turning up the heat. So if you're not turning up the volume on prayer and also this skin makes us kin thing. So as we know, the Lord, he knew us in heaven before we were in our mother's womb. So I don't believe we show up to heaven with our, with our bodies necessarily the way that we remember them, not to say that we won't be seen in those ways to be recognized, but, but we're, we are souls and spirits. 
and what does that mean? And so he's teaching us. He's teaching us that a building is not where he is. He is within us. We are the church. We don't need to go to a church to understand what the church is. We have to become the church, whether it's in our home, through social media, or however we can do it. Also, just because you are physically family in the flesh and the blood in the here and the now, this is why it's, when you meet other Christians, you say sister or brother. Right. Because it is a spiritual thing. And just because someone's my cousin, if they're not walking with him, they're not walking with him. doesn't matter that we're connected through the flesh and the blood. We're fighting a spiritual warfare. So he's connecting us with each other. And I'm, I'm gaining more family in the, in the spiritual realm in this time and losing more physical family. And what does that mean? You know, because a lot of my family has taken my head off for supporting Trump and, and saying certain things, but a lot of them have also agreed and, and said, thank you. So a lot of people, it's have. a very, a lot of people yeah. have lost family, you know, yeah. and, and this time, I mean, you, but are they really our family? Right. They're not connected. To right. The creator? Right. That's true. They are our family, but we got to pray for them to receive him. Right. But you we know, have to I, pray think, for them. I think it's horrible that people, and I call them, you know, you got your strangers, which I call them your trolls that have mm -hmm. nothing else to do. I, I mean, I don't know. They need to yeah. get a puppy or a job or something, but they, they're, they're on the computer and they're constantly, you know, looking for ways to cut down other people. Um, and they're not mm -hmm. even playing in the same arena as the people that they're no they're cutting down. And Brene Brown said something one time and she said, you cannot criticize me until you've been in my arena. And if there, if you have not played in my arena, if you have not gone through devastation and pain and loss and adversity, like I have, then you, I'm not interested in you have critiquing anything that I do in my arena. And I think that that's steadfast with many Christians at that, no matter what we go through, we have a sense of strength that is not necessarily uh, ours, right? It's like God gives us a sense of strength. And, and we talked about this before we started recording that, you know, God has those chosen people that he trusts. And so if he trusts you, he's going to give you the strength to endure whatever comes before you. So if you feel led to be part of the Trump campaign or to speak on the Lord's behalf or to fight that battle of sex trafficking and all of those things that you do, mm -hmm. Kaya, you, even when in your physical being, if you don't have the strength, you're going to miraculously have it because God's going to strengthen you, right? He's going Amen. to that strength because he trusts you and yeah. he trusts what you're going to do for him because it's not about the messenger. It's about the message, right? We're just a vessel mm -hmm. of that message. And That's I love right. that. I love that about you because you're not afraid to stand up. And I want to kind of shift a little bit because I want to have time um, and we're limited. <laughs> and I want to have time to talk about no, we got to do another one. Then. We got to do another one. I know, but this is the 100th episode. We have to get everything in. But I want to talk a little bit about President Donald Trump because, yes. you know, you've been on Fox. You're, you're a Fox contributor and outspoken Trump supporter. And some of the Americans seem to be missing the mark because they want to look at Donald Trump and, you know, oh, he's a billionaire and he's an egomaniac and, you know, um, he's been caught on, you know, a recording saying something that all men say in their locker rooms at one time or another and right. all of these little things. But was he walking with the Lord at that point? 
Right. You know, these are the exactly. things we have to remember. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Where are some of the Americans missing the mark when it comes to our president? I think they're missing the mark with, again, it's not about being qualified. You know, we have this notion that you got to dress and look a certain way. Everything has to be a certain way. But again, if he needs you for the, the, a certain job, if God appoints you to something, that's it. That's it. Like, and in my opinion, I don't think that Donald Trump, I never voted for him the first round because he spoke well and he was polished and he'd never done anything wrong. I voted for him because he was saying the things that no one else had the guts to say that needed to be said because we had had the people that spoke so perfect and yet all of the damage had been done. Here was a person speaking very curt, very short, very to the direct issues that were very hard to hear, Mm -hmm. but it was the truth. And the truth usually has a very, you know, it's striking blow. And I think that's what a lot of people didn't understand with him. I think what we're going to see now is even more so a shift. I don't think any of the data or any of the other elections ever matter in this moment, because first of all, we've never had a global pandemic in an election Mm. ever. Okay. We haven't had a global pandemic since the Spanish flu and we're going back, you know, a hundred plus years. So that was, I think, 1918. So there's, there's no way for us to understand on the Richter scale of exactly what we're, we're going to be seeing um, in this uh, election. Also keep in mind that there are people on the left and people that are uh, democratic, libertarian that are starting to go, I don't agree with that. And because, mm-hmm. because it's getting to a point where it's getting kind of, I wouldn't say kind of, it's, it's evil. You're okay with babies being murdered outside the room. What? Even those that question, because I've seen this on social media, even those that are pro-choice are saying, but I don't agree with it at that point. See, so, so even in their head, they're aware it's wrong, but they have a cutoff date, like a line, right? They don't know what the line is until you've crossed it. But now they're starting to go, well, that sounds really bad. So they're even questioning right. their stance on, on abortion. Um, a lot of things are shifting. So I think you're going to see people uh, now vote from a place of uh, uh, either love and peace and, and positivity in the Lord. And they're not seeing that on one side. They're not. One side is completely creating chaos. And they believe that this chaos is going to somehow bring us peace, which is just, it doesn't make any sense. Right. There's no way to chaos and, you know, chaos and destruction is going to bring us peace. I said, chaos, like was connecting peace <laughs> and chaos. Um, yeah. That's I, I, I mix, I mix words all the time, all the time. Do you it's, really? I, oh yes. Yeah. But I, I do, but I do believe that. I think you're going to see more of a Republicrat situation happening because you're going to see people jumping from that. You know, we saw it with Tulsi. Could we believe that Tulsi, uh, posted about, uh, you know, cuties and speaking out about what she didn't feel was correct. In the generation I came from at 18, you know, we were dressing a certain way and doing all of those things. Now we're seeing a generation, the next generation, and they're doing it at now 11 and 12. What's the next? Where's this going? And at what point do we not ask our men to rise up? Men need to take a strong stance in their home and really rise up because the Lord is requiring it, requiring it. You're not seeing any masculine men across the board. You're not seeing it on television. You're not seeing it anywhere. You're not seeing it in cinema. It's almost like men are so toxic 
that they have removed, but that removes the head of the home. Right. right. We know that the women is the, the woman's a neck all the way. She can make that head go anywhere. But the bottom line is, is that he has to be the head of his home. If we're talking about the fam, the core family values is being ripped from the American people. We are the final frontier. I get emails daily from people in countries across the world. And you know, the one thing that they say, keep going, you guys, America, you're, you're the strength of the world. You're the freedom of the world. You give us hope because of, so we're not even cognizant how we're viewed. We're viewed as this strong, very vocal nation that stands up no matter what. And we always stand up no matter what. Right. Other countries are watching, even though they may not have the freedoms that we do here and now, it gives them hope that they can either get to here one day or that they too can speak out in their countries. And, and, and we are that beacon of light. And we have to remind ourselves that because what's happening is we're hearing that we're, we're horrible, America's awful, and people are starting to believe it. And the lack of education is sickening. You know, this, that we've, we're, we're so oppressed and this is, come on. I know. Come on. Come on. Yeah. My, my grandfather, my mother's Jamaican, my, my father's Native American, uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, who's African-American, Spanish, and Chinese, uh, he was a surgeon. His father, a, a black Spanish, a surgeon, okay? My grandfather, his wife, my grandmother is Irish and German. Imagine that at that time. That's real oppression, what that must have felt like to be married in an interracial marriage. And we're going into like, we're not talking like, now we're talking then and we're way back um, when people really had some serious hatred in their hearts. So I don't believe that we haven't always been hand in hand and that we haven't worked together. And I'm not saying our country hasn't gone through a lot, but look how far we've come. Look how far right. we've come. And we're, and we're throwing it away. We're saying, oh, it meant nothing. When I hear Michelle Obama say certain things, it breaks my heart because I'm like, you're the first African-American to, to be a floatist and how powerful is that? How much does that mean? And, right. and you're almost saying that it's, it, it didn't mean anything, but it did. It did to many little girls across the world and to make it seem like it didn't mean anything or right. that you still feel that it's not enough. It, look, it might not be enough, but, but it's the, the Colin Kaepernick, you know, he, he's upset now with the NFL, but the NFL wasn't even listening to him four years ago. Now they're, now they're actually responding. He says they're pandering. Well, which is it? You can't have it both ways. You can't say that someone isn't doing enough. And then when they do something, it's not good enough. We're not giving credit where credit's due. Maybe you're not happy with the angle, but the NFL is now pandering so much that nobody even wants to watch it. In fact, you know, everyone I know that that's watching NFL, they're watching old games. Yeah. They watch. I, I would love to get, I would love to get a statistical number on old games versus current games, because I can tell you cur- old games right now that are being played. I guarantee their numbers are through the roof because there's crowds, there's energy, fan energy is a part of it. You can't not have fan energy in a game. Right. And the, the core thing about sports is working as a team. And that's also being removed. Uh, people uh, of influence are being silenced. Listen, when the free thinkers 
are no longer able to speak. And if we look back to 1930s Germany, you'll get a good understanding of what that means. Before any of the genocide really began, they removed the free thinkers, they removed the poets, the writers, the public speakers, um, any kind of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And that's because then it's easy to control the masses, which is why we all have to very much so continue speaking because if we don't, this will be it. it. This isn't just about Trump. This has nothing to do with Trump. This has to do with us. He's right. just the person in that position. So in my opinion, when it comes to Donald Trump, I think you're going to see people coming from all sides of the of life to vote for him because they're going to, they more so than they want him, they want their old life back. And where you have good yes. values and you have good morals, that person is going to have better policy. I want to read you something because this, I saw this this morning and it literally, okay. just, it, I, I'm very rarely speechless, right? I mean, I'm a podcast host. <laughs> I talk on stage. Oh, I'm very rarely am I have a loss for words, but I had such a loss for words that because it was so shocking, I want everyone to understand one thing out of, out of politics right now. Just this is my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. If you want to have a voice in Washington, if you want to have someone stand up and represent you as a city, as a community, as a state, as a country, you have to vote for the right senators, the right representatives, the right congressmen and women and the right president. That's right. Okay. This is from Christopher Eagle. He is running for Congress in Florida's fourth district. I'm nervous what you're going to read. Okay. I'm nervous. So he wrote on his Facebook, Christopher Eagle, who's running for Congress, Florida's fourth district. He put a picture of the person that shot the two LA police officers through the window, shot him in the face. He screenshotted that picture and he wrote, where is the video of what happened before this? I don't think we should prejudge this without full content. We can't rely solely on edited videos that only show the shooting. You may just be releasing a clip to inflame the public. This is the last sentence is what's going to get you. How do we know it wasn't justified? How do we know it wasn't justified? Christopher Eagle, and if anyone knows Christopher Eagle, if you, sir, believe at any time in your life that there's any justification to walk up to a window of two police officers sitting in a patrol car and shoot them point blank in the head and you think there's ever a time for justification, you and I are so far apart in this world that I don't feel like you need to be in the United States of America. I think you need to move. They're showing you who they are. They're I think you need you to move to a country that believes <laughs> that at any time this should be justified in anyone that would vote for a congressman in Florida's fourth district that would say something like that, we are so far apart, you do not even belong in the United States of America. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. So what is your immediate reaction being that I know that you haven't seen that yet today? 
no, I did not see that. Um, I think they're showing you who they are. Believe them. Right. Believe them. It, listen, the devil is getting very loud. God is about to get much louder. And when God speaks, the world will feel it and hear it. It is very profound because God is nature and he's in everything and in anyone. And you, you can decide whether or not you want to walk with him or not. So we have to be in constant prayer. I'm going to be praying for Christopher because it sounds like he is definitely, the devil's working roots on him. And we know that the devil's a liar. And so right. that's why this, all of the confusion, you see, everyone's very confused. What's good is now bad. What's bad is now good. The Lord said this time would come. There, we we know where we are. Uh, do I think we're? This is the end. No, I think that every single person has to know his name. We know that, so we know we have a lot of work to do. We have we we have a lot of work to do, and we've got to do it. And so we just got to keep moving forward. But I mean, I remember as a child reading the Bible and thinking, how are they going to manage to do that? Like, how's that all going to happen? And I, I'm watching it unfold before my very eyes. I never thought that I would be even, you know, around, but I will say, you know, I, I just want to say to all of the listeners, um, whatever time we are in and we definitely feel what season this is. We, we may not be sure of, of, of whether it's the end or not, but we definitely feel that we're, we're close to something very serious. Um, how incredible that the Lord chose you to be here for right now. Right. And what are you going to do with that? Because think of all the people that wanted to be here, the disciples that wanted to be here, every different um, century that wanted to be here for, th for this moment. And we are chosen to be here. And so what are we going to do with that? Are, are we just going to sit by? But that, that's not our job to sit by. Our job, we have one life. Our job is to work the hardest that we possibly can do the best that we possibly can and we're not doing our best this country can do so much better and we have to help one another we have to elect better people in every area and that's i think what you're seeing with you know the big government sucks yes because we don't want big government because we want small government we, we, we want less in our business and in order to do that then you really have to appoint the right people that don't lean on the federal government because as you can see all of the democratic states they're not handling the positions that they've been given in fact they were voted in by the people not by donald trump and then they're just servicing the people but then turning to the federal government and saying well you have to do something about it right uh, they, they actually don't. It's your job to do something about it. You were elected. There is a uh, paradigm of how it works. And you're now wanting to restructure this paradigm and blanket everything. We don't have a dictator. If, if Trump really was a dictator, as they've claimed, then he would have already jumped in and blanketed the whole thing. But he didn't. He's saying you govern your, because essentially what I don't know if a lot of people understand, your governor appoints your judges. Your governor is essentially the commander-in-chief, which we know is essentially the president of your state. Right. It is a very important role, and you need to take more responsibility. And this is why it is important who you appoint. It's not a joke. It, and the ideology that worked in one state and your state went, you know, the other way, you're bringing it to another state because you think it's going to work there. It will not. So, so we know that if, if you have to flee a state that's not going well, maybe start voting differently, thinking differently because it's not working. Right. These are people that you guys elected and look what they're doing. Like New York city. Oh my God, my God. I never thought that I would see the day 
that one of the greatest cities in the world, one yeah. of the most, you know, it literally, you know, as, as though we know uh, technically Ohio is the heart of America, where it's placed in the body of our country, um, New York really was the heart. You would see Lady Liberty. What? that means and I think we're seeing all of our freedoms go to the wind and, and and they're claiming that it's because of Trump I don't believe that I believe this is you know they didn't get what they want their agenda is clear I don't believe that we're the deplorables I believe we are the resistance we've been resisting right. this from day one and they don't understand that we've been resisting they're not the resistance they're the deplorables I'm not a proud deplorable absolutely not look at what they, they're doing this is deplorable how could you how could you wish evil on anybody i don't care whether you know if you say george floyd mattered then those police matter too you can't no no life is greater than another and we know that and so how can we pick and choose which life is greater so i'm going to be praying for christopher but overall america you've got to get out and vote. Your voice does matter. If you don't think, I mean, how we know how powerful one is, one human being can influence a generation. One person can influence the mind that does change the world. Absolutely. And so if you don't think that your vote mattered, listen, I never voted until Trump. True story. Never voted. I didn't think it mattered. I was one of those people. Yes. And then I saw what was happening to our country. It was really 20, I would say 2012 when I, the Benghazi stuff. And I was like, what's happening? And I started to listen and pay attention and read. By the time Trump started speaking, I was watching and reading everything. So I encourage everyone to read as much as you can. Don't believe everything at face value. If someone sends you something, look it up, double check it, triple check it as much as you can. Once you can verify and you know, then it's easy to make your decision because then the evidence is clear, but they're making it very clear who they're okay with. They're normalizing pedophilia. That's mm -hmm. a crime. They are normalizing, making people sick. Wait, COVID is a big deal, right? COVID's an issue. Okay, well, in the state of California, you can, right now, you can infect someone with HIV and you are not going to get in any trouble. It is not seen as an offense anymore. Okay, exactly. That's a death sentence too. Uh, so you're, you're normalizing spreading disease. You're normalizing, these are all very nasty things. These are horrible things. You're normalizing shooting cops. 911. Okay, do you remember 911? Okay, they attacked on 911. Then again in 20 uh, 2012 with Benghazi. Now they're trying to dismantle 911, which is the dispatch for our. They picked 911 because of that. In my opinion, I think that's why they picked. That I think day. so too. Yeah. And I don't believe it's just a, a religion. I do believe that it's a, the devil. He he was working roots, and we're and we're hating a religion or hating a person. And not understanding that this, the confusion is everywhere. It's 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 the devil, and so uh, his days are numbered, and he knows he's coming very close to that time. So he's trying to do every trick in the book to get this to swing in his direction, right. but it's not going to. And we gotta be aware of what's happening. Taking away our police, our police are also the people that come when someone dies in hospice in the home. They come to check and to c confirm they're also the people that are called when a cat's in a tree when you get a fireman has to go out a job the police go with i mean right. from top to bottom the police are called this and if you're you know you need an ambulance they're there it, it, this isn't just you know oh well police brutality okay you're you're cherry picking police are needed across the board never mind the fact that it's also our dispatch when we need help right so 
it, it, you're dismantling a whole organization. And once you can dismantle the police and they've now had to flee to high ground, you, it's all fair game. And I, right. I do believe that we cannot allow that to happen. Absolutely not. Well, the Absolutely only people not. that I, I believe that the defendant of the police to me is, um, and I hate it's to so evil. the word comical, because I think it's just utter ridiculousness. I mean, for you to say that you have a home invasion and someone's coming in with a gun and <laughs> trying to uh, rip your clothes off and brutally rape you, um, and they think that you want to call a social worker for help is just insanity to me. Um, first of all, if you come in my house and you attempt anything like that, um, I don't need to call the police because um, I, I'm well equipped and <laughs> taking care of myself. Uh, my husband is an ex-police officer. He was for eight years and he was a wonderful police officer. Um, he was Thank also- him. Thank you. Thank yes, you for your service. Thank he you. Is, he is happily um, have left that profession years ago. And I'm, I'm glad he did. And what's That's going a on hard job. Today. That is a hard job. But when he was a police officer, um, he was a very good cop. Um, if he had his way, I can't tell you the, the children that he would have wanted to adopt and bring home for some of the calls that, um, mm. that he had to go on and some of the children that were suffering. And he even had one grab his leg and say, I want to go home with you. And, and believe me, I would have a, a, a house full of children <laughs> if, if yeah. he had his way. Um, he was a, a very good cop. And yes, there are bad cops. Guess what? I've been in the healthcare profession for over 25 years. I worked at the bedside in ICU. I took very good care. Any patient, I can tell you any patient that you ever spoke to and asked, they asked, you asked them what type of nurse, ICU nurse I was, they would tell you she took excellent care of me. I didn't care what color your skin was. I didn't care what your nationality was. I didn't care what your gender was. I could care less. I took care of you if you were sick. And that was yeah. it. That was my job. And that's why I was there. Um, mm -hmm. And I loved my job. I have passion for people. I didn't care where you came from. I took care of you, rich, poor, black, white, don't care. You know, when I did travel nursing, my roommate uh, was a black nurse, um, African-American, whatever the right way to say it. Uh, gosh, we just were so afraid we're not politically correct these days, but um, loved her to death. She worked day shift. I worked night shift. And, you know, and we, we did travel nursing together um, when we did short two-week assignments. I don't oh, wow. care what color you are. What I care about is your heart. I care about your character. I care about your morals and your values. And, and, and that's it. And I, I want to thank you, Kai, I really do, because you're very outspoken and not just what what you feel that we should do as far as being a supporter of someone that's leading our country and the correct morals, values, and policies that he has, but you're also very outspoken about sex trafficking. And I want to yes. have you back on, um, and we're going to talk more about sex trafficking and what we can do to support and be able to fight against sex trafficking, because what's going on right now is yeah. just utterly disgusting. I want to know where the parents are to these girls that are on stage. Like, where are these parents? First of all, are they present? And if they're present, where are they mentally? Because right. they're absolutely missing the mark mentally to think that you putting your child on stage to be um, in any type of showcase, especially a movie on Netflix, depicting mm -hmm. 11, 12 and 13 year old girls. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, as a mother that lost a son, 
think it's very, it's the biggest honor that I ever had is to be a mom. I have a son that's 20 and then um, my daughter that is 31 and I have a granddaughter that's four. And I think it's the greatest gift in the world and the biggest compliment when someone tells me I'm a good mom. And I think it is the worst thing that somebody can tell you when you're a horrible mom. So I'm not going to say that they're bad moms. I'm going to say, where are you mentally? Where are you? Um, Where are you mentally? Um, Because you may be a wonderful mom and making really poor choices for your children. And I hope that, that this changes and I hope that Netflix wakes up and takes this off because all they're doing is feeding these sickos that crave young children sexually. And it's just oh, absolutely yeah. disgusting. So with that being said, I do <laughs> want to have you back on so we can talk about sex trafficking and what you're doing to bring more awareness and the fight against that. Because there are some serious people out there doing some underground work. They, it's yes. on another level. They're literally oh, going yes. in. I mean, how would you like to go on a mission ride on that to actually well, be somewhere and rescue someone? I, I've been asked to get more involved in that regard. So I'm going to be doing that next. You gotta go. But, um, gotta yeah. Go. But I've, I've seen videos that will make you ready to, you know, Christians, I, if you think our battle is going to be gummy bears and lollipops to get better, get ready. The battle is very dark but you know what greater is he that is within us and so we have to know we're facing some serious darkness it is it's treachery on another level some of the videos i that i was exposed to see uh especially with the trafficking stuff you know it's 2300 people go missing in the united states every day 900,000 each year and that's mm. just in the united states um it is a very big business 150 million people globally are currently in uh, slavery, uh, and that, whether that be through sex, uh, trafficked and all of the above, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's very serious. And this is the only president, the only president that has started to really combat it. And maybe you'll then understand why he's facing the hatred and a lot of the things that he's facing. He's going straight for the jugular of some downright evil people. And, uh, not just evil people, but high level people, we're talking ex- oh, very politicians, Hollywood, oh, uh, what I goes used to all the way to, it all goes all the way to blue blood. I mean, it is yes. very serious. So you're talking about dethroning, not only just people that are, are very powerful, but, but Kings and things of a, a whole nother level. Dethroning you know? and exposing. That's right. And, so we have to pray yes. for our leader. We have to pray for president Trump and remember if, if God put him there, do you think that he would put him in a position? Do you think you'd put a polished man in a position to fight straight demons? Right. I don't think so. He's got to have a lot of, uh, he's got to have a lot of uh, oomph to go against that. And, and that's what he has. And, right. and that's why he is kind of uh, rough. And, and, and I'm okay with that because I'm okay with get the job. I'm okay with it. I'd rather a guy that doesn't speak properly, but gets the job done. And he's a builder, so he has a blueprint. And just pray for him, pray for his heart, and the, the Lord protects him, ministers him, and continues to allow him to make the best decisions for everyone possible. Pray for his family because it is no joke. Um, it is no joke. I but I, I definitely will love to come back. Thank you so much for having yes. me. Yeah, um, I'm super know. excited. So tell everybody, um, it, what what yeah. projects? What do you have going on that we can look forward to? 
we have so much. So I'm building uh, Conflict Studios, which is conservative uh, flicks that we are uh, launching. And so we have Trailblazers, the movie, uh, Antonio Sabatos Jr. Um, is, you know, the visionary behind all of this that we're pulling together. It's one of three films. I play Hannah the Gracious. It is good versus evil in a Western setting. And so I am the only sister of uh, six brothers. So I'm one of seven. Our family is, um, we're the faithful ones. So uh, we, uh, we have to fight in a very big battle and, and we're fighting against evil and, and what that looks like. And it is a Christian film, but it's an R-rated Christian film because it exposes some very dark things that the world is currently seeing. So people mm. can definitely, uh, they can definitely recognize what we're discussing in this. So we're launching that film studio. We're going to be making a ton of great pictures, uh, not just faith-based, but also family-based and pro-country. And so at positivity, we need to bring a lot more love and positivity to this country and to the world because it needs it. And we know that we can shift the paradigm if we bring that you know, to the forefront. And, and I think people are craving it. They want it. They want to feel more camaraderie with one another and less division. So we're focusing on that. I have two other films that I have uh, been slated to be a part of. Uh, so outside of our film studio and our films that we're building, I'm going to be a judge for the uh, Miss World America. Woo! Nice! You know, I'm a pageant yeah. girl, so I love that. So I'm, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to be doing that and I'm going to be doing some more contributor work. You'll be seeing me doing some things on One America and some other things that I'm working on. And I have new music, All for the Lord, All for the um, Lord. And it, I'm excited about it because it doesn't sound like anything I've heard as a Christian. You, you know, I was so elated to be a part of Jason Crabb's record and, and being a part of winning a Grammy for, for it and for Roots Gospel. That's how I knew like, that's why all that didn't work, Lord, because you have bigger plans. That's right. Your plans are always greater. And so we just have to lean into that, you know, leaving the Pussycat Dolls and, and then 10 years later winning a Grammy for Christian music. That, that for me was like, you knew exactly where you wanted me. And that's why you had to pull me out of that because I, it was my testimony. I had to talk about it. I had to get you have a plan right and then i gotta walk your road board and so um dion warwick's son damon elliott is is a part of paradigm for christ and that is our group and so we are launching what is like a black ips meets tiesto meets whitney houston for jesus so it is it is like a club they're club bangers but for jesus and so uh that's coming out we we're, we're dropping that like any day so that's coming out immediately Exciting. and um yeah like i played them it was so funny it was booked for this nightclub just before the lockdown and and it was in a college town this isn't a christian college this was a regular college and i said i'm gonna play my new christian songs and um we had a revival in that nightclub. There were there the Holy Spirit was up in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I actually wow. watched the Holy Spirit enter certain people that He chose to enter that night. That's just what was happening, and I, we, that's where we have to go as Christians. This isn't just about what we think and the people that already know the Lord. That's not who need it. It's the ones that never heard His name that need Him, and we we have to do we have to do that. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm singing what is considered to be I, you know dance electronic definitely nightclub music but the words and the and the message is clear it is not nightclub music so the devil wants to use our 
hymnals and turn them for him. Well, watch what we're going to do because we're going to take what you're trying to utilize for the mind and we're going to flip it for the Lord. And so get ready. So that's nice. what we have coming. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. <laughs> yes. And of course, focusing on getting this president reelected. Uh, do that. So that's my biggest thing right now is, is as much as I can, I, we've, we've got to get behind him. He, he's got a hell of a job and, and God bless him for it, but he's, he's fighting some big stuff. I, I can't stress enough. I, it was an honor to, to, you know, meet him, sit across a table with him. And, and I, and I commended him. I said, just thank you, sir. Thank you so much for what you're doing with human trafficking. Uh, Tim Ballard with operation underground railroad, please yeah. check him out. Uh, you know, he is, he will tell you for sure, this is the only administration that's really going after a lot of really bad, bad, bad people. And, um, and they're hurting our children and they're hurting the world's children. And that for me, you know, going back to the first thing that you asked me, why did I leave the pussycat dolls and two little girls in that front row? I have to now speak for, for children. If, if I don't, like they've always been the forefront of letting me know I'm not doing the right thing. So if we can't speak now for the voiceless and the millions of children that are being sold, that are being murdered, uh, whether it be for organs or for sacrifice, there's something very wrong. This is evil to another level. We have to. Mm. And if, if that is the only thing this man is doing, that's reason enough to vote for him. Never Absolutely. mind all the other things he's doing, exactly. but he's saving, he's saving children. This is our future tomorrow. We have to back right period and that's what the devil likes right the innocent he wants you to sacrifice the innocent and that's that, right that's what we're doing those that are supporting um the the pedophiles and the pornography and all of the sex trafficking and the th the damaging our children you're doing the devil's mm -hmm. work right because the devil wants oh yeah to attack the innocent and he wants you to sacrifice the young and that's exactly what you're doing, but I appreciate you. And you said, God bless Trump, but God bless you for coming on. Um, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for coming on Real Girl Talk 100th episode today. It is an amazing ride, an amazing ride. And you know, some people say, well, sure, you're going to take a little time off before you do your next hundred. Absolutely not. <laughs> I am, I'm going to roll back into the next week with episode 101. So, but 100th is a huge mark. So it was a really big deal to get you on. And I know that God saved you for this episode because we couldn't connect until now. And it was meant to happen. And I appreciate you so, so much. Tell everybody where we can find you on social media. Oh, uh, at Kaya Jones, K-A-Y-A Jones on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's Kaya's, K-A-Y-A-S music and uh, Kaya's music on YouTube. So I'm, I'm there. Just Great. come and find me and yeah, get the I love it. Out. Keep, I answer keep fighting as as those trolls. Keep fighting the trolls and the haters and doing what you do, Kaya. Yes. You're a beautiful voice. You know, some women um, will stand up and do not have the same morals and values. And they say, I'm speaking for all women. And I'm like, girl, you're not speaking for me. But you <laughs> truly are speaking for me. And I think that you're speaking oh. for the mass uh, majority of our, my audience, because if they're following me, they know my morals and my values. And I encourage you to find um, Kaya on social media if you're not already following her, because we are very much alike. We are now 
um, friends and soul sisters and soul sisters, That's right. and sisters. And if you we're sisters want, in Christ, we're, we're sisters, sisters in Christ. And if you want to be a part of our tribe, follow us, comment, give us your feedback. And, yes. you know, I would really love for you to guys to come back and write a review or rating on real girl talk on Apple podcast. If you felt compelled to after this episode. I truly appreciate it. Thank you again, Kaya. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, remember, step out of your comfort zone. Keep your faith in God. Make sure, make sure that you do all of your research before you vote on November 3rd. And we'll talk about this again. We're going to have Kaya on and talk about sex trafficking later on this year, maybe before the election, which would be nice. She's super busy. But until next week, I love you guys, my Real Girl Talk community. Thank you. Thank you for your support all the way up to today, 100 episodes. And until next week, I'll be praying for you. The loss of a loved one is a nearly universal emotional crisis. Unprocessed grief and painful feelings can be buried, leaving you to feel numb. But there is hope. Certified grief counselor, RN, and author Sherry Ricard shares her story of how to cope in her first book, Wake Up Call, A Mother's Grief Journey, after the loss of her 17-year-old son. This book, along with Sherry's other books, are available on Amazon as well as on SherryRicard.com.